I would like to begin with a question, but it's not a question that you would raise your hand to, but maybe. Here it is. How many of you have ever felt invisible? How many of you have ever felt unseen, insignificant? How many of you have ever felt overlooked? Uh, Church, it happens. It happens. A friend of mine shared what happened to him last week at a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. Secretly, however, I question his wisdom in going there in the first place and not the Krispy Kreme, but that's another sermon altogether. You know there are great philosophical differences between Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme. Nevertheless, in this Dunkin' Donuts, Jim needed to drive around the store to get to the drive through It was like a maze, he said, and that's what he did. He came into the parking lot, he went around the store, but all of a sudden, something happened. He said a person driving a Jeep, a big Jeep with big tires, came through the Dunkin' Donuts exit and cut right in front of him. Now, Jim is usually a nice person, but that day he was having a bad day. And he yelled through his window this obscenity. That is so disrespectful. You may be thinking... There are other things that could have been said. I wonder what Sandra Young would have said. I wonder what Heather would have said. And I must tell you, I wonder what Kent would have said. But Jim would never say anything inappropriate because he's one of the nicest persons in the world. But still, he felt invisible, he felt unseen, he felt overlooked. How many of us have ever felt overlooked? I don't think Jim is the only one. Do you ever think about how many people in your life may feel invisible? What about those persons on the periphery of our lives? What about the person at the pharmacy drive through window? What about the person who takes our order at our favorite restaurant? What about the person today at the grocery store? What about the person who walked on that sidewalk 10 minutes ago? Did we ever see him? Did we ever see him at all? Lisa Ernst, who wrote an article for Faith and Leadership, begs this question, who is invisible to you? And she goes on to share this experience. There's a man who works in the produce department at my neighborhood grocery store. He he is usually present in the morning when I stop there, but for more years than I would like to admit that he was He was essentially invisible to me. But one day, 
she said, that changed for me. My hands were dripping wet from handling some particularly wet produce. I had all these packages with me, but he rushed over with a paper towel and he dried my hands. And this is what she said after that. Tears welled up inside of me and in my eyes as I realized how often I had overlooked him unconsciously making him invisible. And she concludes her article with this sentence. This simple act of kindness, this simple act of hospitality, it penetrated my heart. She's right. She's right because that's what happens when we are not invisible. It penetrates our heart. On the same day, two of the disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And Luke says that they were talking with one another, all that had happened. And Luke says that Jesus walked up beside them, but they didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus joined them on on their journey And Jesus saw them. They were not invisible to him. Because in the midst of that journey, he said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And Luke says that their faces were downcast. They were long-faced. The Message Bible puts it this way. They just stood there long-faced as if they had lost their best friend. The one named Cleopas replied, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place? It's as if, church, he was saying, Have you been living under a rock? Yet Jesus continued to see them. And he kept the conversation by going, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus of Nazareth. And then they shared all that had happened. You can say a lot about this story. A lot has been said about this story. Tyler could say a lot about this story. But one of the things that this story points to is hospitality. Because hospitality begins when we see others. It points to hospitality, perhaps in a painful time in the life of the early followers. This story points to hospitality in a time when the disciples may have wondered, what now? You know, we've been following Jesus, but what now? And perhaps this story points to hospitality in a time that the disciples needed anything but to be invisible. They needed anything but to feel invisible. A number of you know Helen Champion, who is one of the pastors of Wake Forest United Methodist Church. But if you don't know her, 
you may not know that her husband Don passed away at, in the beginning at the beginning of August. Prior to his death, Don was in hospice for about a week or two. And during that week, I planned a visit. I know that sounds funny that I planned a visit, but I was trying to be respectful of Helen and her space and her time and hospice. I even put it on my calendar. I put it on the office calendar. And Sharon, our administrator, knew that I was going. But before I left the office that day, Sharon suggested that I take Helen some coffee. Well, Helen loves coffee. In fact, she's a snob. Helen is a snob when it comes to coffee because she loves Starbucks coffee and she loves this drink. I don't even know what it is, but I remember it. A skinny latte is her drink of choice. And when Sharon told me that, I was thinking, okay, you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice, right? Okay, I'll take her some coffee. But in order to accomplish all this, before I, in order to get her this skinny latte, I had to plan out my route. I was going to hospice, but I had to find this Starbucks on the way. And I'll be honest at this point, getting coffee for Helen Champion was the last thing on my mind. Getting Helen coffee didn't even cross my mind at all, but I'm glad it crossed Sharon's mind. I brought the coffee in and I said, Helen, uh, Sharon wanted you to have some coffee. In fact, skinny latte. And she thanked me for the coffee and then she said, would you like a seat? And we began to talk. But church, it wasn't the coffee. You know that, right? It was much more than that. It was much more because Helen would soon be left without her husband of many years. It wasn't the coffee. It was something else because Helen would soon be alone in just a few days. It wasn't the coffee, it was something else, because Helen would soon be thinking about her future. A future that would look different than any other time in her life. But in those moments, waiting for Don to pass away, Sharon made sure of one thing. She made sure that Helen was seen because when we see others, that is the beginning of hospitality. Or to say it another way, or to say it the way Tyler would say it, when we see others, there's margin. There's margin for hospitality. In other words, seeing others for who they are, seeing others for where they are, makes a real difference. 
but it's not about the coffee. It may not be about the text or the email or the visit. It's about when we see someone in those moments and we say to them, I see you. I see you. According to Luke, when they came to Emmaus, they urged Jesus by saying, stay with us. You know, the sun is setting. There's nowhere else for you to go. Stay with us. And Jesus did. And Luke says that they gathered around a table. And at that table, he took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it to them. And it was in those moments... Their eyes were opened and they recognized Jesus. And then something amazing happened. It's simple. We're going to miss it. Do you know what it was? They remembered. They realized that they were seen by Jesus already. As they talked and walked along the road... But what came next is my favorite part of the story. Luke says that after they remembered, after they realized that the stranger was Jesus, they said, were not our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road? Were not our hearts on fire when, they, when he spoke to us along the road? Or in the words of Lisa, who was the recipient of hospitality in a grocery store. That simple act of kindness, that simple act of hospitality, it penetrated my heart. That is, when Jesus made room for them, or when Jesus saw them, it penetrated their heart. Because seeing others for who they are, And seeing others for where they are is the beginning of hospitality. I have one more question. Did you just see this car drive by? Just checking. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.